Hello, and welcome to the ATPE podcast, brought to you by the Association of Texas Professional Educators and covering the hottest topics on Texas educators' minds today. Hello, and welcome to the second episode of the ATPE podcast. My name is Kate Johans, and I serve as ATPE's Marketing and Communications Director. Today, I'm here with Paul Tapp, ATPE's Managing Attorney. Uh, Greetings, everybody. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Thanks for being with us. When we, Paul and I started to talk about what we wanted to cover in the second episode, it was pretty clear early on that planning time was something we needed to tackle. We've been getting a lot of calls and requests for assistance related to planning time, and it's kind of no wonder. And most of our listeners work in Texas public schools, so this will be no shock to them, but there are staffing shortages in public schools, just as there are staffing shortages everywhere at this phase of the COVID-19 pandemic. It's particularly hard right now for schools to get substitute teachers, but teachers still need to be out because life happens. And particularly with the Delta variant earlier this fall, a lot of people got sick. So what's a principal who doesn't have substitutes to do? They start looking at your planning time to fill in the gaps. Can they really do that? That is what we are here to talk about today. So Paul, let's start off by talking about some of the scenarios that ATPE members are facing. Okay, just like you said, um, you know, where we have been hearing a lot from teachers um, that are being asked or being told that they need to do anything from covering lunch, covering, or, or most importantly, and the thing that's new for this year, um, is covering a class for a teacher that's out. Um, you know, something that normally the administration would have gotten a substitute for. And okay, like you said, um, administration has been having problems uh, across the state in finding people to come in to that want to work as a sub this year. Um, probably both because of all the news reports as to the, you know, the health risks of being on a campus this year. And then, you know, honestly, what we've been dealt with for forever, which is, you know, you don't get paid a whole lot as a substitute. And so I think a lot of people who were doing it just decided that, you know, it is just not worth it this year. So we're getting a lot of that. We're also getting a lot of the questions that we've always gotten regarding planning time. And that is questions related to administrators saying, hey, we want to have a uh, professional learning committee or community uh, PLC meeting during your planning time or when a grade level meeting or something like that, want to have an ARD uh, meeting with parents to talk about a special ed student's um, disabilities and uh, accommodations for those or a 504 meeting, you know, anyone. Those kinds of things we've always got. I've been working with um, teachers about a month short of 25 years now. And over those 25 years, we've always had issues with planning time, but it has gotten much more of an issue this year uh, because of the staffing shortages. So you say administrators are making these requests. Can they really do that? What does the law actually say? Well, the law 
actually, well, first we'll start with what the law actually says. There is a provision in the Texas Education Code, which is the state law that governs public education. It is section 21.404 of the Texas Education Code. That is where planning time comes from in the first place. That is what gives classroom teachers a legal right to have planning time. And what that law says is, like I said, it applies to classroom teachers. It entitles them to at least 450 minutes every two weeks. Now, it's really common just because it works out with scheduling that teachers receive 45 minutes every day of planning time. But what the law actually says is it's 450 minutes every two weeks. Now, the law does go on to say that it can't be less than 45 minutes on and at a given time. In other words, you can't have 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there, 15 minutes some other time. It has to be at least 45 minutes and it has to take place during the instructional day. And then the law goes on finally to say that teacher cannot be required to do any other activity other than planning uh, during this 450 minutes, two weeks, 45 minutes a day period. So a little spoiler alert for the HPE news that's coming out later in the month. I read in your article for that, that the commissioner of education has said that teachers actually get to choose what they do during planning time. So how does that, how does that work? That is How very does that true. work if your administrator is telling you something? Sure. That is that is very true. Um, back in 1986, this is very old. It's, this has been around for a long time, this opinion by the Commissioner of Education. Um, the commissioner, the commissioner, I should, I should explain, commissioner has authority to interpret what Texas Education Code provisions mean. Um, and back in the, like 1986, like I said, the commissioner did that. And what the commissioner said was that when it comes down to deciding what kind of planning activity the teacher is going to do, it is the teacher that gets to choose that rather than the administrator getting to choose that. In other words, there may be something like a PLC committee or an ARG that really could be considered planning. You know, that's something that, you know, you're talking about what you're going to do in the future. That is planning. But based on this commissioner's decision, the teacher can still say, no, I don't want to go to a PLC meeting during my planning time. And again, based on the commissioner's decision, the teacher has the authority to do that. So are teachers able to do anything they want during planning time? I mean, what if you need to go pick up a prescription? Can you do that? Um, that is not, no, <laughs> the teachers don't, teachers get to choose what kind of planning they're going to do. But it, it, again, the law says that you are supposed to be planning. Now, another thing, and this is another commissioner's decision, um, a much more recent one from 2014, um, commissioner actually decided, again, as the authority to interpret these laws, commissioner actually decided that a teacher is not actually even voluntarily able to do something other than planning. This particular uh, opinion came up um, in a situation where a teacher had agreed to teach an extra class for a stipend um, during their planning time. In other words, rather than teaching the usual seven periods, they're going to teach eight. And that eight was what would have been their planning time. And they were going to get a stipend for that. Teacher wanted to do it. 
issue came up with the stipend and it went to the commissioner. And the commissioner basically said, whoa, no, honestly, you can't teach an extra class during your planning time. A planning time is for planning. And even if teacher wants to do something else, like cover a class, that is a violation of the law. So, um, you know, as far as it is not a free period, um, teachers don't get to go out and, and again, run errands or anything like that. They can be expected is work. They can be expected to do planning. And they honestly, based on this opinion by the commissioner, can't do anything other than planning during that period. Okay. So you mentioned that the law says the planning time has to occur during the quote instructional day. What does that mean? Well, again, go back to the commissioner. Um, another situation where the commissioner has clarified what the law actually said. And what really came in, instructional day seems, you know, that seems pretty obvious when you first think about it. It's like, well, that's when instruction is taking place. Um, but an issue came up um, back in 2010 where, um, you know, not all campuses at a district have the same instructional day. Some start sooner, some start that some end sooner, some start later and end later. Question came up, okay, how do you define what the instructional day is? And what the commissioner said is the instructional day is when students are receiving instruction at the campus that the teacher is at. Doesn't matter what is happening with other campuses at the district. It only matters when students are receiving instruction at that campus. So are these commissioner opinions, I mean, does, do they have the authority of law? Are they the law? Yes, yes, these are these actually, like I said, the commissioner actually does have the authority um, to interpret what text education code means. These are the law. Now, one caveat I have to give is that again, these are current commissioner decisions. This is the current law. They can change. Um, it is possible for a new commissioner to come up and make an exception to something that a previous commissioner has said, or in theory, I can't say that I've ever seen this, but could in theory basically say, you know, that earlier commissioner opinion was just wrong and we're changing it. Um, but again, it's very possible to make exceptions to that. So it is possible for the law to change. One situation where I think this could come up is, again, that early decision from 1986 about teachers being able to choose what it is that they are going to do during their planning time, being able to say no to a, a meeting. Um, and an example I give would be an art meeting. Again, meeting involving teacher, administration, students, parents to decide what kind of accommodations a student with disability is going to receive. Um, this has come up over, this come up regularly over the years. Again, I've been doing this for a long time. This has always been a question. It's been curious to me that this has never actually come up to the commissioner. As far as I know, the commissioner has never actually had it presented to him, basically saying, okay, can a teacher be required to go to an ARD meeting? during their planning time. Again, as often as this comes up, it's, it's curious that it hasn't ever made it that far. I'm not sure why exactly it is. I'm thinking though, that it's possible that it's recognized that, you know, it is very possible 
especially with something like an art meeting that has so many moving parts. Again, you have to, you know, you have to find some time that, you know, both teacher and administrator and parents are available for it. That commissioner could very well make an exception and say, you know, yes, generally speaking, teachers get to choose what they are doing during their planning time. But if it's an ARD meeting, then they can be compelled to attend to that during their planning time. Again, the commissioner gets to decide that and can make changes in what the previous commissioners have said before. So what, what can a teacher do if their supervisor tells them they want them to cover a class during their planning time? What should the, the teacher do? Well, and, and it, it can be, a, you know, that can be a, you know, not the most, uh, most comfortable position to be in is to tell your boss, tell your principal, your supervisor that, no, I'm not going to do what it is that you would like me to do. It's a personal choice as to whether it is, whether you want to do that or not. Again, the law is on the teacher's side at this point. You know, like I said, it's possible that something could change in the law, but it hasn't been changed yet. At this point, teacher gets to decide. Now, this is a situation where a teacher might want to call their professional association, whether it's ATPE or one of the other ones, um, you know, both to find out, you know, basically where they stand and to get some support in that kind of situation. So they're not just doing it by themselves. But ultimately, what it comes down to is a teacher deciding, you know, am I going to you know, is this important enough to me to make an issue of? And that's a personal decision. All kinds of issues go into or all kinds of considerations go into what a teacher is going to decide to do, whether or not they're going to begrudgingly or not say, OK, yes, I will do that. I'll take one for the team. Young teachers do that all the time. Take one for the team. Um, not, they don't have to. And again, in this particular case, they really don't have to. And this is something for each individual teacher to decide, yes, I'm going to do this or no, I'm, you know, I need my planning time. I've got a lot of stuff going on right now and I need this time to do my planning. I don't have time to cover another class. What about, I mean, what are the, are the considerations different if they want them to attend a PLC meeting or some other quote planning activity, maybe an ARD, maybe a 504 meeting. Well, and, and you know, probably the most significant difference would be again, like we talked about before, the difference between something that really would be considered planning versus something that wouldn't be considered planning at all, like covering a class. Again, the commissioner has said that a teacher cannot even agree to cover a class. Now, I want to make it clear, you know, if if teacher did that, it's not like they're going to get in trouble for it. You know, you don't have to worry about, you know, having certification sanction for, you know, violating Texas Education Code or anything like that. But it is actually technically illegal for a teacher to cover a class during their planning time. Again, it is for planning. So, you know, planning a Planning activities like a PLC or an ARD or something like that is, yeah, that you don't have that legal violation that you do for something that wouldn't be considered planning. Then it really just kind of comes down to, okay, you know, is this, is this something I want to, you know, make an issue of with my principal? Again, and that comes down to the question of how important is it? Is it something that you want to deal with um, with your principal? And then another important consideration is this, and this particularly goes with planning time. It is very possible, like I said, 
Teacher can say, no, don't want to do this meeting during my planning time. Principal can very well answer and say, okay, you know, I, I know what the law is. I know you can say that. Well, we're going to have the meeting after school, now, you know, after hours, because we're going to have this meeting. And that is something that, again, may go into a teacher's decision as to whether they want to say no or go ahead and do it is because of the possibility of having the meeting after hours. So if you say, I'm not going to do a planning activity during planning time, it doesn't mean that you're out of the planning activity. It just means it might get moved to a different time that you might like even less. That is, that is the case. And what it comes down to, and this came up in one of our earlier podcasts, is um, your teacher contract and what your contract says about when you can be required to work. Um, again, I've been doing this for a long time. I have not in decades, if ever, actually seen a teacher contract that says you will work from such and such time to such and such time, you know, 7.30 to 3.30 or something like that. Contracts are much more general and much more vague about what it is that you can be required to do and when you can be required to work. And most, if not all teacher contracts, give the administration the authority to set the hours and change the hours. And contracts also invariably include a provision that says you can be required to do additional duties. These two things read together basically give the principal, give your principal the authority to say, you know, on this given day, we're going to stay after hours to have a meeting. And so that does put a teacher in a position of having to choose oftentimes when it's a kind of a meeting that can be scheduled after hours. Would they rather do that and have to stay after hours for the meeting and get their planning time? Or would they rather just go ahead and do it during their planning time and keep their time more flexible? They can either stay at school after hours to do make up the planning time or go home regardless of what it is they want to do. And in talking to teachers over the years, when I've had, that's what a lot of teachers have when, when it's presented that, you know, those are your choices. Uh, teachers have decided, you know, when it comes down to it, I'd rather have the meeting during my planning time when I know it's going to get cut off. You know, again, there is a, there is a deadline there. You've got to be back in class at some point. Can't go on and on and on. Um, and have your free time, you know, have your after hours time free. But again, personal choice for a teacher. They, teachers at this point, get to choose which they would prefer, um, either having the meeting during their planning time or possibly having it after hours. So, Paul, I know that one thing um, that we talk a lot about, this is, these are in the Texas Education Code, but my understanding is that the Texas Education Code actually, even though it's the law, does not apply in all instances. Uh, is that, that true for planning time as well? That is, yes, that is very true for planning time. There are a couple of situations where, again, everything we talked about, about teacher rights would not apply. One of those is charter schools. Um, most of the Texas Education Code does not apply to charter schools. And one of the provisions that does not applying that charter schools are not required to follow is section 21404 of Texas Education Code grants planning time. You know, if you're working at a charter school, you basically get whatever kind of planning that um, charter school provides. And that's the only the only right you have. And it can change from, from day to day, school to school. The other situation is um, district of innovation. 
Um, as many educators know, back some years ago, the legislature passed a law that allowed a district to designate itself as a district of innovation. And what that practically means is that the district could opt out of particular provisions of the Texas Education Code. One of those provisions that a district of innovation can opt out of is, again, Section 21404 that grants teachers, classroom teachers, the legal right to have this 45 minutes a day, 450 minutes um, every two weeks of planning time. Now, not very many districts have done that, have opted out of that. We know of a few, but that's not one of the more common um, opt-outs for districts that have become districts of innovation. So what these districts that have opted out of planning time, what provision do they make for teachers? Well, and, and oftentimes in their district of innovation plan, they use a very nice language saying that, oh, we certainly understand how important planning time is. And we're certainly not going, we don't intend to take away teachers planning time, but we need flexibility. And what that means really is, you know, the commissioner's decision talked about earlier about teachers getting to choose what it is that they are going to do does not apply. Now, we'll say technically speaking, once a district opts out a provision of Texas Education Code, that just doesn't apply. Um, districts, of innovation have, districts of innovation have not been around that long, and so we have not had any of those commissioner opinions that have said how significant this kind of language that a a um, district policy that says, oh, we're certainly going to give planning time. We're just going to have some additional flexibility with it. Like how enforceable that is, we don't know. Um, again, technically speaking, the law does not apply to a district that has opted out. And probably the district is going to be able to choose whatever it is they want to do, regardless of, again, what language they've used in their actual district of innovation plan. Interesting. Those districts of innovation are, are fascinating to me. They are, they are fascinating in a very troublesome way for someone that advocates for educators like I do. Yes, indeed. So putting on your, you know, you've talked a lot about what you've seen over your past 25 years of experience, putting on your prognosticator hat. Do you think there's light at the end of the tunnel for the current level of calls we're getting about this? I mean, if the staffing shortages go away, do you think that the issue will abate a bit? I think, yes. I think to the degree we're, we're seeing more now based on the staffing shortages that, that school districts are experiencing, I think does will abate. Um, you know, the, the COVID risk factors are not in the news the way they used to be. Um, and so I think that things will get somewhat back to normal. Um, how much and how fast that's gonna go? Honestly, that I cannot say. Um, you know, there are a lot of jobs out there. You know, I've seen, we probably all read about, you know, the great resignation going on about, you know, people who have, you know, because of the pandemic and time to think or all kinds of reasons have decided that they wanna take a different tack, you know, some different direction in their life. Not sure how that's going to affect, um, particularly situations like substitute teachers, you know, are those people who were substitute teaching found something else that they would rather do? We'll, we'll, we'll have to see. 
I do think, though, it will get better. There will still be issues. Like I said, there have always been issues with planning time, and there will continue to be issues. But I do think we will see some easing of that from, from what we've been dealing with this, this fall so far. We can only hope. <laughs> I feel like we're all ready for some of these COVID-related issues. Yeah, some normal. Our- we could actually use some normal back in our lives again. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Paul. This has been a really interesting topic. And I want to remind all of our listeners that we always want to hear your feedback, both on the podcast and also your ideas for future episodes. You can send those to commcomm at atpe.org, and we will review those. And we look forward to having you join us for our next episode. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening to the ATPE podcast. For more information about becoming part of Texas's largest community of educators, please visit atpe.org. The information provided in this podcast is for general purposes only. Individual legal situations vary greatly and viewers needing individual legal advice should consult directly with an attorney. Eligible ATPE members may contact the ATPE Member Legal Services Department.